Hey, this is Bruce Boudreaux, and you're listening to Empty Betters with Nick Mack and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 159 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I am going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. What's going on, my friend? Not too much, dude. Um, hanging out, enjoying things. Uh, glad to have you back in uh, in the Maryland area. I know you're traveling a little bit for work. How's that? Uh, feels good to be home. <laughs> tired. Miss the weather, but I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah, this Northeast weather. Every time I go south in like that December to March time frame, I'm like, Am I doing this right? <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, no, it's good to be home. Appreciate it. Thank you for uh, your your thoughts and concerns. Now I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host who is in way colder weather and will probably say I shouldn't be complaining. Mac Vogel, what's going on? Just check the uh, beer out. Yeah, you know, I drove home in like a snow blizzard today. It took me like 45 minutes to go like 15 Ugh. miles. So Ugh. that's what's that's what's up. But you know. Jesus, yeah. That's Wisco this time of year. Right? Probably when, won't probably won't even be the last snowstorm of the year. But yeah, when we can, does spring we can like, hope. when does spring like start for you? Um, it's like different every year. Honestly, you I've learned in like the six-ish years that I've lived here non-consecutively that um not to like not to like really tell yourself that the snow and the cold is done until like literally the end of May, probably. Like oh it, God. I mean, it's probably not going to snow in May. I'd say that would be pretty rare. It could definitely snow in April and probably will snow in April. Um, but yeah, I mean, there, there will be days in May where it's probably like 45 degrees still. Wow. But there will also be days in May where it's like 70 out of nowhere. Do you get like, like a it, really bad, like false spring almost? Yeah, there will definitely like I remember in college all the time you'd come out and it would be like not even that warm, like 62, 63 and sunny. And there's dudes in hammocks. People are throwing Frisbees and it's like, that's it. We're done. It's over. Like we made it. And then like a week later, everyone's back in their parkas and it's like yep. 20 and snowing. And you're like, fuck, fuck. It's not over. Go back inside. <laughs> Go back inside. It's not over. Yeah, so. I feel like they should have a rule. Or Mother Nature should have a rule. Once March Madness is over, you're not allowed to have days under 50 degrees. I that like that be. rule. I would be okay with that. Yeah. It was it was nice to get to get some warmth, wear some shorts. It was like 75 in Charleston. And then yeah. it was like 92 in Miami like two days ago. It was wild. Um, so that, that's good to be back. I, I, I do love Maryland weather in the spring, but we're just not quite there yet. Um, all right, we got a lot to talk about that's not meteorology, if I said that were correctly related. Um, we got trade deadline recaps, a serious playoff push from a lot of teams, big ticket extensions. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, but before we do, just want to let you guys know that we were joined by LA Kings superfan Morgan Miller. Just wrapped up our interview with him a couple minutes ago. That interview will be in the middle of the episode. He joined us at the beginning of the season to talk some LA Kings. He's a season ticket holder. Uh, obviously, you guys know it's hard for us to sometimes get to watch the West Coast games given the time difference. So it's always nice to get his perspective. 
Yeah, he knows his yeah. stuff. He 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 really mm-hmm. does. I mean, season ticket holder, but he really does go to like almost every one of those games unless he like literally has something that is keeping him from going. But um, yeah, good perspective. I was interested to to you guys will hear it in the interview, but I was interested to hear about the whole Jonathan Quick debacle and and all that all that good stuff. So uh, I think you guys will enjoy it. And before we get into the league news, I think Mac has our question of the day, which is presented by Brackish Life. Yes. I mean, buckle up a little bit just because it's a weird one. I might have even like aired this grievance at some point on the podcast before, and I don't really fully know how I'm going to word this question, but we're just going to see what kind of falls out of my mouth here. So um, I guess the question would be like, what? is like your biggest like word pet peeve and i'm thinking more along the lines of like acronyms right like i'll give an example that i'm not going to use as mine but like think about the phrase pin number like you're at a gas station it's like type in your pin number for your uh for your credit card or your debit card or whatever pin number that that makes no fucking sense because pin stands for personal identification number so why would it say pin number? That's insane. So it would be personal identification number number. Right. It should just say type in your pin, pin but it doesn't. It, okay. And I checked today because I got gas and it literally said type in your pin number. And I was like, I, you're so stupid for this. <laughs> why? Are you, uh, yeah. That's a but one. anyway, that's not, the, and it doesn't have to be an acronym, but if there's just like some like thing that people say that like bugs you, I've got, I've got like two that I'm, that I I'm going to. Okay. So I think I'll, I've got more than one. I'll go first just to give you guys a second if you need to think of one. This is a really specific one, and it probably only applies if you're on the East Coast because I haven't seen these out in the Midwest or West Coast. But hopefully you guys are familiar with the grocery store like semi-chain called Mom's. It's like Mom's Organic Market. Have you seen I've, this place before? Yes, there's one in White Marsh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever been inside of one, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So it's stylized as M period O period M period apostrophe S, right? So like the, the name of it is Mom's, like possessive, like mm-hmm. Mom's her place. It's Mom's grocery store or whatever. But underneath of it, and and again, there's periods. So like the M, the O, and the M stand for something as well. Right. Yeah. And underneath it says, this drives me fucking insane, you guys. It says mom's organic market. You cannot, oh, why would it you cannot have the whole thing be the first thing yeah. that it stands yeah. for? Yeah. You can't have mom's, yeah. but it stands for mom's or like you. That's now, cor- so wrong. That's correct. so wrong. Moms is already possessive telling you that it is mom's organic market. You don't need so to call it yeah. mom's or it doesn't need to stand for mom's organic market. Just call it mom's market or call it mm-hmm. mom's organic market if you want to. But don't yeah. put the periods and say that it stands. Yeah. For- Mom doesn't stand for anything. It's just. It's just moms. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I could. I could go for like 20 minutes here. Trust me. I won't, but I could. Isn't the O in the logo like an, an apple? apple. Yeah. Okay. So Which I am thinking it's right also one. dumb as shit in my opinion, but so and unrelated to the spelling, the store, it, I've been in there once or twice. It's very hard to navigate. Yeah. Like, so 
yeah. my buddy Colin, who you guys met, who's from Baltimore and lives out here with me now. Um, he actually worked there briefly, like right before he uh came to Milwaukee. And I I bitch about this to him all the time. And he's like, I don't know, I don't care. And I'm like, like dude, yeah, it's just a well. job. Yeah, literally. He's <laughs> like, I don't think about it. And I'm like, Well, I do, and it keeps me up at night. Yeah, that, that's a weird one. So mine's not quite the same as yours. It's not an acronym. Um, but this is just a public service announcement for anyone who speaks English. And the reason this came up is because at my work, we recently hired a guy from Europe whose second language is English. And he's good at English, but he's still, you know how they speak it. They speak it properly. We don't. And he looked at me and he goes, can I ask you a serious question? I said, yeah, what's wrong? He goes, there's a good... Not I can't name coworkers. I don't know if they listen. So I'm like, there's this one girl that works at our office, and she always says, "Oh, I could care less." And he's like, "Yeah, that why? one's brutal." And he's like, "Why does she say she could care less? Like, what's the? I, I I've always learned you you like in my language, it's you could not care less." I said, "No, you're right." Yeah. And, no, but there are people, one. there's more people who write, I could care less than I couldn't. And it drives yeah. me insane. Yeah, that one is a bad yeah. one. I hate it. I had I, a roommate I, who used to say, take it for granted. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. I like my countertops. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like just so funny. Or um, play it by ear, he thought was play it by year, which no. means that like maybe next year we'll talk no, about it. No. Okay, that's 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 Play bad. By year. The, the, um, I don't want to say who this person is, but they may or may not work with and or protecting the president. Just saying. Oh, Jesus God. Oh, That's God. The intelligence. What about uh, a lot of people don't realize this one. And I think a lot of people are guilty of this one. Anyways, why are you putting on? Why are you putting an S on the end of that, man? And yeah. anyway, what is anyways that are you a toddler? Ooh. Is there if a place if we're going it? down this rabbit hole? I gotta, I gotta throw this one out here. Anyway. People that say probably when they're supposed to be saying probably. I, I mean, I text that. I don't. I, I don't. Usually I was gonna say. say I know. I'm. I'm looking at two yeah. of them right here. But yeah, yeah. I don't no, know I, if I. I don't think I say it, but I definitely. You definitely text don't it. say it. But probably. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> I say it's pro. Yeah. It. It's probably. just the the. Uh, could not care less one really that one's drives bad. me nuts. as um as a demographic i would say that the state that we were all born in not the best when it comes to that kind of stuff oh yeah there's a lot of just oh morons. yeah oh yeah, yeah. morons anyways yeah. i feel like i say that but when you mention a lot it, of people wrong. are guilty of it but it's dumb it like think about it why would why would it no it makes i understand that's what not you're even saying. a word it's just it's just i never thought of it like yeah. I don't know if this counts, but I constantly like when I'm texting, I will go to type the word each other or the two words each other. That one's not as, as bad. one cohesive That's a tough word. One. I mean, honestly, like it, it's and it yeah. always like prompts me, and I'm like, fuck, why do I always think this should be one word? No, there's a few like that where I'm like, I feel like that's not quite as bad. I looked, yeah. I was editing something today at work, and I looked one up, and now I can't remember it, but what it was. I'll, but it I'll was... hit you with a real quick secondary question of the day. It's a one word answer. What's one word in the English language? that you cannot spell for the life of you anytime mm. you spell it. I always, like, if I'm typing, I fuck up definitely all the time. That's, that's yeah, I feel for like For some a... reason, the one that I type 
just I guess I just type it to you. It's obviously very easy word to spell. I know how to spell this word. I'm not that dumb, but like I when I'm typing it, I always fuck it up is something. I I end up with the really? E before the M every time. I don't know if that's just thumbs. the way my thumbs move. Like yeah. it just yeah. Um, so diarrhea, very difficult word. That's to spell. a tough one. And I, I use, use that, that one word. That often. Oh, I use that word all the time. Oh, okay. When I'm texting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one that I struggled with for a very long time was inconvenience. Mm, that's that a tough one, one. That one wrecks me. I, for the longest time, could not do restaurant either. Ooh, I have a trick for this. Uh, my Spanish teacher in sixth grade said, pretend like you're writing it in Spanish. Just don't put the E on the end because they literally sounded out phonetically. Yeah. Oh. Restaurante. Spell that yeah. one phonetically. Uh, oh, I That's a tough one. Yeah. Oh, the, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Okay, just oh yeah. Inter- I was typing this word today. Interchangeable. I hate ones like that because it's like the e at the end of the change and then into a bowl. Mm-hmm. It looks so wrong, but you need it there. Yep. Or yeah. like um the word whatsoever. I'm like this should be. Oh, like, it looks so wrong. It's just yeah. so wrong. Yeah, it's a very strange one. All right, now that we've All done right, we gotta get it. Yeah, we gotta get yeah. out of here. And and that um, was words. Um. Yeah, that was words with E B. Um, yeah, so that was presented by Brackish Life. B-R-C-K-I. No, I'm kidding. Um <laughs> Brackish Life. Let's talk about them. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It is real bay apparel made by real bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty. A little fresh, brackish life. All right, a lot of stuff to cover. Let's get at it. The Red Wings, they signed their captain, Dylan Larkin, to an eight-year extension worth $8.7 million per year. Obviously, this was a huge piece of news for the NHL as that was coming right down to the wire. I think the Islanders getting Horvat his money definitely helped lead to this deal. What are your guys' thoughts? This was big. I mean, we were talking about this as a group, what, three or four episodes ago? And you Um, nailed it. I think I was saying that I thought someone was going to pay him. I wasn't sure if it was going to be the wings or not, but clearly they like what they have in this guy as their centerpiece. And as of right now, I think until maybe Cider develops into, you know, a multiple time Norris winner, that's probably the centerpiece of your franchise, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good deal, I think. I mean... It's a good deal in today's NHL economics. It's like it's probably the second to last contract that this guy is going to have in the NHL, too, if you think about it, because he's what, 26, 27 now. This is eight years. Maybe he plays into his late 30s and takes like a discount to stay in Detroit for like another two or three seasons. Yeah. And I, I do think we had a whole segment about this, like comparing him to other players and whatever. And Nick, I think you got the, the, dollar sign here the closest i think mac and i were more in the sevens and you i think you said around eight maybe even nine so you nailed it i like i was a little bit surprised that it didn't get up to nine i think anything over nine would have been probably more than what anyone should have been paying here but anyways i think it's a good deal for the wings well, speaking of deals above $9 million, Mr. David Pasternak of the Boston Bruins got an enormous payday and instantly becomes a top five paid player in the NHL. He gets an eight-year extension worth 
million per year. You know, it's like crazy. And this is, this is such crazy money to be talking about for an NHL player, like considering where we've come from in the last 10 years, you could add a zero behind the two ones on this contract. And it would probably be like a starting pitchers starting salary. Yeah. yeah, that's insane. It's just absurd. But I think this is absolutely the deal that all the Bruins fans wanted to see. I I did not see one bad tweet about this at all. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how this ages when, you know, Marshan, Krejci, Bergeron, those kind of guys go out. Now now you've got the next generation of Bruins. You got him, Pasta, uh, McAvoy, Allmark. I mean, these guys are set up for success for a long time. So do you think David Pasternak should be a top five paid NHL player? I think he's right now only behind McDavid and McKinnon. Yeah. I mean, he, based on his peak, like the best we've seen from him. Sure. There's been some inconsistency, right. But I mean, that happens with any player. So I I think that this is probably going to, be a decent deal i mean he's definitely got a lot of really solid seasons ahead of him it's definitely a front heavy deal yeah like the next like three years are the bulk of this deal right yeah but i think i mean to answer your question i i don't think it's crazy to say that he should be a top five paid guy in the nhl like if you told me that like at the beginning of the year like oh pasta is going to be one of the top five earners in the nhl i'd be like yeah that makes sense yeah i would agree He's having a hell of a season, too. Timing's everything with the way the Bruins are playing. Speaking of which, they are on a 10-game heater right now. They're the fastest team in NHL history to 100 points. And tonight, as we're recording this, they are playing and beating the Edmonton Oilers as we speak. And should they win that game, they will be also the fastest team to 50 wins in a season in NHL history. Wow. So we are witnessing potentially, statistically, the greatest hockey team of all time. I mean, I, I literally. <laughs> it would be a real shame if they lost in the first round, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, you know who they're probably yeah. going to draw in the first round? Penguins. <laughs> My guys. And yeah, I, we yeah. would lose in three games. So <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. no chance. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't think we got 2019 lightning all over again, do you? I don't know. Uh, clearly putting Taylor Hall on the LTIR shelf has helped them a lot. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Here's about the it. thing. You cannot ask two lifelong Capitals fans. If you think a team like this is going to do well in the playoffs, or if you think a team like this is going to choke in the playoffs, we just have such a skewed fucking concept of like how these like super teams like crash and burn. I'm not like a, <laughs> a very superstitious person, but like I've had so many horror movie related incidents with hockey teams and playoffs that you're just a little stitious that like I become extremely <laughs> stitious around like how far is this team going to go? Yeah, it's it's crazy to say that we especially with the way last year ended, right? They lose to Carolina. Bergeron like leaves the ice, like doesn't even like acknowledge the fans everyone's like oh my god you know the entire world said he was done yeah and here we are um he's what 38 years old and he's just yeah crushing it so i mean he... on, on paper they should walk yeah i mean yeah they're loaded i don't know who's gonna be able to beat I, them. To i be wish honest. i had this in front of me but when was the last time that the number one team in the league won the stanley cup 
like just best team, best overall, like president's trophy won the Stanley Cup. Is that the Hawks in 15? Uh, let me, f- someone can try and I can try and fact check it. I did, I don't know if 2020 counts. Did the Lightning have the best record? I don't know. If they did, I'm not counting it that year. Fuck that. No. Um, I'm looking up here. The last team who won the president's trophy to win the cup was the 2012, 2013 Chicago Blackhawks. Wow. Okay. That was the shortened lockout year. Well, again, does that count? What about before that? I would say that one. I would say that one counts. But that one, they had like, they didn't have a stop and a pause. They like just started in December. So they didn't have like random guys sitting out for testing and stuff. Yeah. Like it was like, once we're going, we're going. But still, though, it's not an 82 games thing. And my whole thing with the team that wins the President's Trophy is that the arc is all wrong, right? Like you need to, you you, peak to a certain amount of games that, like, if you, there's just, it's a, it's a line graph. If you're going up that consistently, what goes up must come down, right? Like it's, it can't stay there. And I think that that it makes sense because what they probably played like 50 something games that year like instead 56. of six. Yeah. yeah. And that means that with the playoffs, that team probably played like 80 or like 90 games or something like that. Yeah. And so that is equivalent with like one normal season and just winning the normal president's trophy. Are you following kind of what yeah, I'm saying? Uh, here? No, I see following. what you're saying. Uh, it is March 9th. They are playing the Oilers tonight. I mentioned that they could clinch a playoff berth tonight. They still have over a month left in the season. So there's that one, which is uh, crazy to think about, especially with how packed, like that's believable in the West with how packed the East is. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very fair point, Nick. Um, Quinn Hughes became the fastest defenseman in NHL history to reach 200 career assists. That's wild. Uh, he did it in 263 games. Why that's is no cool one talking stat. about this? Yeah. I, it, it's a weird, weird stat, right? Kind of a niche <laughs> stat, but and I, I like know that it's a lot. like you could skew this. You could be like, well, offensive defensemen haven't really been like a staple in the league until like, you know. 20, 25 years ago, and then you're going to have the people that say, well, had Bobby Orr played now, or, you know, Ray Bork this, Ray Bork that. I think this is sick. Either way, you look at guys like, how does Paul Coffey not have this record? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's like, crazy. Yeah. Or you Nick Lidstrom or, like, Brett Burns. I mean, that guy takes more shots than anyone I've ever seen. You want to know what I read on Twitter the other day that was wild? It was from Jesse Marshall, guy, friend of the program, joined the show a while ago. Um the dead puck era, there was a yeah. time where you couldn't make a two-line pass. Mm-hmm. Like, people forget about that. Yeah, that's so ass. That's one of the dumbest rules in NHL history. It might be the dumbest rule. That was, like, yeah. right around when we were getting born, right? Yeah, it was late 90s, early yeah. 2000s. Yeah, because I think, I'm pretty sure in NHL, like, 04 or 03, that's still a thing. I remember, like, playing oh, yeah. one of those It's a rule you can turn off. And being like, what the hell? Why? Like, what yeah, is they, a two-line like, pass? They blow the whistle, and you're like, what happened? And and yeah. then you realize, you're like, oh, they, they've got two-line pass turned on. What happened? What happened? <laughs> dumbest, yeah. dumbest rule ever, Flyers. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Flyers. Tony D'Angelo gets suspended two games for spearing Corey Perry right in the balls. Not sure if you guys saw this one, but uh, 
good transition from what happened right there. Yeah, grade yeah. A shish kebab. Like, dude got him good. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the two game suspension is worthy? I think spearing should be like minimum <laughs> five to ten games. Repeat offender like that, give him three. I think, yeah, honestly, well, I think just I'm like the you. act of spearing a dude. Oh, yeah, you like during a hockey game in the nuts with your stick is like yeah, the most gutless so, thing you can yeah, do. Yeah, it's very gutless. That's a perfect yeah. way to describe it. Yeah. And I know Evgeny Kuznetsov did this like literally in the game yeah. like two weeks ago. So, but also the way that D'Angelo did this, it's like it it had already kind of de-escalated. He's not even like part of the huddle. If you've seen this video, like he's kind of standing on the outside and then he just he's like, like joins man in. Yeah. He just goes in there out of nowhere and just like antagonizes like a group of people that are already like basically calmed down from whatever scrum had just been going on in front of the net. And it's just totally unnecessary. And it's like, you weren't even part of this. You're just being a dick for the sake of being a dick. Yeah. And now he's out for two games. So, yep. Uh, Connor Bedard, first player to score 60 goals in the WHL since Emerson Edom did it way back in 2012. That is a name I haven't heard in a minute. Right? Um, like, I saw that guy stat. ended up being really good, huh? Yeah, we had to talk about this. <laughs> Anaheim Ducks legend Emerson Edom. Yeah, he was, uh, he was a cheat code back in NHL, like, 2012, 2013. I think he had, like, 99 wrist shot power. That dude wild. had some wheels, too. Yeah, he's a good player. That's a that's a wild stat. Um, I sent you guys this the other day too. I can't remember what it was, but he has more points in the same amount of games as Connor McDavid did at this point in his draft eligible year. Yep. So that's what we're talking about right now. Um, speak of the devil, Connor McDavid. Let's talk about him for our weekly segment uh, of what record he's breaking. Of what he did is... the two Connors do this week? Yeah, uh, he. He is set to break the Oilers' all-time record for most power play points in a season currently held by Wayne Gretzky. Believe I don't have this in front of me. I think the record Gretzky has is 60. Uh, McDavid currently has 58 power play points. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty nuts. That's more points in the power play than a lot of guys get in a season. So It's a big deal, um, especially if you start breaking Oilers franchise records that have Gretzky's name attached to them. That's a really big deal. Um and yeah. it shouldn't be to just people in Edmonton. That should be to people league-wide. And then he is also set to break the record for most points in a season in the salary cap era that is currently held by Nikita Kucherov from the Lightning's infamous 2019 campaign. What Do you guys know what we count as the start? Like, what's the starting year for the cap era? I believe it's 0506. Okay. That's what most people would clock. I so think at least on this lockout. Day. Yeah. Okay. Sid and Oviera, basically. Gotcha. Um, all right, trade deadline recap. We'll go through these kind of quick, and then we'll get to the interview with Morgan. Uh, Lars Eller, guys, your boy goes to the Colorado Avalanche for a second-round pick. I know Mac was very vocal on Twitter about people dogging this guy. I'll let you start. Well, one of I, you know, I'm quick to uh, criticize a lot of the youngsters on Caps Twitter. I've done that a number of times on this podcast, but. There's a couple on there that are some real ones, and I gotta I gotta shout out my boy, uh, Noah Hockey Stick Emoji Caps Boy Bebop, who kept it real and made a really good point that said basically every single season, Caps Twitter and Caps fans in general 
pick one scapegoat to like just be the problem child of the team who really doesn't have that much of an effect on things. Like it'll be a couple like bad turnovers that led to goals or losses that just sticks in these people's minds. And then they just decide to make it their fault for everything that happens to the team. And this year it was Lars Eller, unfortunately. I mean, everyone just hated on this guy from the get-go this year. Uh, you know, I, I'm not trying to come out here and say that he had an amazing season with the Caps. He definitely fell off. It definitely was time to uh, to sell. Um, but, I mean, come on, man. You can't be shitting on a guy that literally scored the most important goal, to, probably the two most important goals yep. in franchise history in the same postseason run. And you have no Stanley Cup without this man. Like that's you, don't. you you have to look at this exactly how Mac just put it. Like you basically had Lars Eller for those two goals. And without yeah. those two goals, your hockey team does not win a Stanley Cup. So it was and a good honestly, thing. Honestly, if I'm all. keeping it a buck, your hockey team might not have Alex Ovechkin playing for it if yeah. if if Lars Eller didn't do what he did. Like dead ass. I'm not sure things would be the way they are in Washington, if not for this man. So hats off to him. Best of luck to him in Colorado. I believe he's the only Dane to win the Stanley cup. Isn't that, he is. isn't that right? Yep. Um. So pretty cool that he got to, to bring it back to the hometown and um, there's a yeah. Stat. Yeah. Huge, huge shout out to my boy, Lars Eller. Also number 20, everyone knows everyone That's who right. knows me. I rock number 20. That's my number Warden hockey grown up. So love you, Lars. Best of luck. Yeah, I mean, it's sad. This is a big, like, sentimental loss. I mean, maybe not nearly as much as, like, Orlov because Dima had been there for a little bit longer. Yeah, but, like, and, when you like, think about... I wasn't ready for him to leave either, yeah. like, but, yeah. But, like, I mean, you think about what this guy did for that team um, in that run, got that deal because of his performance in that cup yeah. run, which was he earned every ounce of that, and then... Mm-hmm. Let's look at the return here. I don't hate that at all for no. Lars Eller. Honestly, second round pick. Yeah, second round pick. And good. He, um, I another just tidbit about him that I'd like to share. When I was at that Raleigh outdoor game a couple weeks back, um, after warmups, all the guys are are walking down the like the rubber runway right in front of the like caps kind of section of the crowd. And, you know, most of them are keeping it all business, just kind of walk in and, and everyone's screaming their names because you, you exit warm ups usually kind of individually. You get off right. whenever you feel like it. Lars Eller comes off and, you know, a couple people are like, Lars, my man Eller or whatever. He stops, turns to the crowd and is like hyping everyone. Oh, up. let's so, go. Like, just a fun, fun guy. Fun yeah. dude. Loved the loved the atmosphere, loved the team, loved D.C., so love the nickname too oh the tiger love the tiger yep uh carolina they get shane gosses bear from arizona for a third rounder i love that for carolina i'm not gonna lie yep that'll do it they get their power play quarterback who they don't really have at the moment i think in his first game with carolina he already had two games he has like two power play points already not surprised. I feel like that's like a team where he's been on some very bad teams recently, but that's a player, you know, offensive puck moving defenseman who would just thrive in that system. This feels like the Shattenkirk Capitals deal to me, though. Yeah. And I'm wondering. It's not a match made in heaven, but they he might just be able to give him enough. I'm honestly yeah. shocked that like Slavin isn't more of like the quarterback for them. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. yeah. 
he's a little more defensively sound, but Shane, I mean, dude, that guy's got a fucking cannon. Yeah. So um, we'll see how that works out. Uh, Vancouver, this one makes no sense to me. Philip Ronick from Detroit. Uh, they gave up a first rounder that they got from the Islanders and a second rounder. I don't understand if the Vancouver Canucks think that they're going to make the playoffs. They just got a second pairing defenseman for a first and second rounder. They're they're rebuilding. Well, so yeah. like Mac is a big Hronick guy. I good am player. also a big Hronick guy. Very good player. This just seems like an overpay. And if I'm Detroit, why would you ever let this guy go? I mean, it kind of makes sense if it was like a. I'm I'm with Harry on this one. I'm I'm okay with what what the cost was to get him. But if you're Vancouver, why are you giving that up? Like right. that's yeah. not. I don't know what they think. I don't know what they think. Where are they? Doing. What are they trying to do? Like, I mean, I guess they still have their first round pick, right? If they're giving up the one from the Islanders, which I guess the Islanders probably wouldn't be that good of and vancouver's is going to be the one you want right i guess but still it doesn't no it's weird and in a really good draft class you probably want that one too like but very top heavy draft class true true uh yeah i don't know good player would be would be a better deal if herona could not could stop being hurt right now which i'm yeah i'm bitter because he's on my fantasy team and i really need people to not be hurt right now but Uh, Jacob Chikrin, another defenseman who got moved. He finally got traded to Ottawa. Um, Arizona gets a first and two seconds. So quite literally, Chikrin went for a second round pick more than Philip Rodick, which is just wild to think about. Um, thoughts on this deal? This is probably the biggest deal that we haven't talked about yet. Um, I the think senators. one of these seconds becomes a first if by some miracle the Senators make the um, Eastern Conference final. Oof. Um, which that would be steep. Yeah, that's happening. Honestly, <laughs> like if you're the Senators at that point, just, you know, maybe put one in your own net so that doesn't happen. But <laughs> literally, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, well, we'll try again next year. It's all good. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I, I like this move. And isn't he from Ottawa, too? I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Um, I could be totally sure. I'll say yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I love the deal for the Sens. I think that they're a young and upcoming team. He's still got two more years left on that deal with a real good price. Uh, I think it's a home run. I I would say this, if the senators don't make the playoffs this year, I would definitely look out for them next year. Oh yeah. They, they got good fast. Yeah. Um, all right, Pittsburgh. This one, I got some thoughts. They send a 2023 second rounder to Nashville for Mikhail Granlin. I was going nuts on the trade deadline, thinking we were getting JT Miller. Penguins you were Twitter. not doing well. You were I was going to say, phone, so yeah, like, yeah, that the tweets. Like, let, can we get a wellness check real quick? Yeah, literally. I just, I, was I like... just don't understand. Like Ron Hextall is very obviously just trying the minimum to keep his job. Right, he doesn't get JT Miller. He doesn't get Brock Besser. I would have even rather had Max Domi, to be honest. Um, I would have but, hated Max Domi on the Penguins. That would have worked out way too well. But you get Mikhail Granlin, who they said that they wanted last year, and in Hextall's interviews, like, yeah, he's a great penalty killer. He hasn't played on the penalty kill for the Predators. He never played for the penalty kill. And he goes, yeah, he could be a good faceoff guy. And they have him on the wing. I'm like. Did you even look like what's going on here? Um, I also like he's just been a player who seems like he has either gotten 
traded for too like the return has always been too high. The contract or the price was always too high. Yeah, he's worth he's got five million dollar cap hit for two yeah. more years, and they didn't even make anyone retain anything. So I feel like this is kind of like grasping at what you guys were grasping at with um uh Kapanen. And it's yeah. just like it's not there. Like, he has no shots in the three games he's played or four games he's played. Yeah, I, I, I did it doesn't make a lot of sense, but <laughs> it doesn't. Um you know, it sucks. I, I saw I, somebody I forget the exact tweet, but I saw someone on Twitter say something like um like somebody was complaining about the tw- the trade and then someone replied and was like yeah but at least uh the last season he was good was uh checks notes 2017 or something yeah. like that like <laughs> yeah like was- i i know he's got some sick like playoff ot winners i think he had a couple big ones for mini maybe yeah. a big one for nashville if i'm thinking of the right one but yeah, you might be right there. But... I'm I'm with you, Harry. I was I was very confused. It seems like a very uncharacteristic Penguins move, which makes me very nervous. Well, Ron Hextall is a Philadelphia spy trying yeah, to true. wreck our wreck our entire organization. So inside um, job, it's a Todd Reardon situation. It is. Oh, he stinks, <laughs> dude. Our Todd power play is so fucking. Bad. I hate Todd Reardon. All right, I'm done. Um, we can agree a... on that. Yeah, we can agree on that. <laughs> Not a great trade. Uh, they also got Dmitry Kulikov from Anaheim in exchange for Brock McGinn and a bag of bricks. So that you know, one's good. That one's a good, good move. I don't mind it. We, we've said it last episode. You can never have too many defensemen in the playoffs. The cardio king. Yeah. The cardio king. The cardio <laughs> king is gone. Yeah. Um, Boston. I really like this one for them. They get Tyler Bertuzzi from Detroit in exchange for a first and a fourth round pick. I think Bert's going to fit in nicely. Yeah. I think if you're Detroit, you probably are looking at, you know, you're looking at cider you're looking at raymond you're going all right those two you're paying no questions asked yeah yeah um i think they've got a couple of other guys that are on the way up to within the next 2 to 3 years that they're probably going to want to invest some money in so one of those dominoes was going to have to fall and i guess they I don't know whether it was injury recency bias or whatever. They decided that was Bertuzzi, but. And they had some disagreements too. There were some issues with the whole like vaccine debacle. The travel issue. Yep. There were, there were some things that they butted heads on uh, Bertuzzi and that, that organization in Detroit. And so I think it just kind of inevitably was like, uh, we know we can get right. They got a good return. We know we can get a first and awesome something team, else man. for this yeah. guy so it's like you know we'll we'll make the move also that's a match made in heaven for boston they love shitheads over there so yeah, yeah he's he's such i mean a not in the best way i mean he's like he's no they do to play against seriously I mean, that dude got, was gonna be a bruin they got garnett hathaway point. and tyler bertuzzi for the playoff run that's fucking smart that's smart yeah. management yeah. right there that's it, it the bruins were already fucking hard to play against and they just added bertuzzi and hathaway like yeah, no, they did. You. They did give up Craig Smith, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Max Domi, he goes to Dallas uh, in exchange for Kudobin and a second rounder. Um, I like that for the Stars. I mean, here's I'll t- I'll just say this stat now, and I'll, instead of later, Max Domi is the most profitable player in shots on goal history at the moment. Probably he his line is always at one and a half. He's hit the over eleven straight games. I was I looking like, at it today and I didn't take it because I'm an idiot. He's like one of those guys, like we've talked about, like um, uh, Evan Rodriguez, great example. Like when this guy gets top six minutes, he's going to get top six like production. 
Yeah, he's shooting the puck like crazy. So definitely hop on some Max to me props if you don't already. Um, the Blues, they get uh, Jacob Vrana. The Sabres, they end up getting Jordan Greenway from Minnesota for a second and a fifth. And then John Klingberg goes to Anaheim, or he goes to Minnesota from Anaheim for a couple of roster spots and a fourth rounder. We'll talk about the Jonathan Quick trade here shortly, but we'll let Mr. Morgan Miller talk about that one, and we'll start that interview right now. All right, and now it is my pleasure to welcome back to the Empty Betters podcast, LA Kings superfan. I'm going to use that as your byline, uh, Morgan Miller. Morgan, thanks for joining us again. Of course. What's going on, guys? Not much. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. We are uh, we're bringing Morgan on this week because it seems fitting to uh, discuss some of the uh, big moves that the Kings made at the trade deadline, as well as kind of state of the union. We don't uh, we don't get to really go in depth about some of these Western Conference teams as much as we'd like to. So always good to call on some of our resident experts for that. I'm happy to be the uh, the Kings expert because it feels like no one else is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where shall we begin? I guess, um, uh, you know, everyone knows by now, Jonathan Quick is out of L.A., went to Columbus initially, then immediately got dealt to Vegas Golden Knights, which super interesting because there's a potential uh, playoff matchup depending on, you know, standings and everything could see each other in the first or the second round, the Knights and the Kings. So let's just get your reaction on, you know, the trade overall, kind of your 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 feelings towards it uh, and what it does for the team moving forward with a potential playoff push. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I <laughs> The last time I was on with you guys, I said they should trade quick. His value is never going to be higher than it was at the end of last season where he was actually good. Um, and I mean, like just being objective about it, they're a better team now than they were, you know, a week ago. And man, like it's hard to get across the way that people think about quick in LA because obviously he led them to two cups and he was unbelievable in those runs, but he's been bad for longer than he's been good. Just at, at this point, like when we were texting about him, Mac, I said, he's, like Weezer, where he's now done more harm than good, and we don't need him. I forgot no, you said no that. That was such a good him. analogy. Oh my god! Well, wait, go. What else did you say about that? You were like the cup run was his pork and beans era. No, or no, something. no, no, no. The cup runs were blue and Pinkerton, and then okay, he had a good season last year, and you're like, is this song good? And then you listen to the rest, and you're like, I no, I think he just got lucky, right? Um, okay. but I. I prepared and I actually pulled up stats this time. Okay. Let's hear uh, it. 75 goalies have played more than five games. That is a low bar to set. 75 goalies all season. Quick is 75th in save percentage. Ooh. Ooh. That's rough. 886. Oh, gosh. Uh, goals against. He is 60th. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm not like. I can't dive too much more into analytics stuff because I, only I don't really think it. you need to after those two stats that kind of covered that actually list. surprised me. I mean, I wasn't <laughs> expecting to be super high on the list, but I didn't expect yeah. him to be dead last. Yeah, absolutely. Dead last. Well, I, sorry. Tied for last with Felix Sandstrom. Okay. 
Okay. Nick, I'm going to need you right after Morgan said that to just dub in the little. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So like, is there any uh, anxiety that you might face him in a playoff series? And regardless of how bad he has been this season for you guys, obviously he has all the motivation in the world to, to come back and kind of be haunt out for you. revenge. No, I'm not worried. Okay. No, I mean, like, you don't, I, maybe I you don't mean, need to be. the thing is any goalie could win a series. If you told me that like Peter Morazic is going to steal something, I'd be like, yeah, it's probably I'm <laughs> sure it, it can. Yeah. I don't know if you guys got the chance to watch the uh, first game back or first game in Vegas that he played. He Did not. He had a shutout going into the third, I believe. And then what happened? And then he let in like three goals. He got the win. Oh, I think they won four. He did get the win. They, they lost four to th- or they won four to three. Right against the Canadians. But okay, okay. They, the Knights got the Jonathan Quick experience. We're like, damn, is this guy good? And then he let in three goals in the third period. Okay. Like, I mean, I think he's starting tonight, Thursday. He is starting tonight. Yeah. I don't know who they're playing. I, oh, they're playing the Lightning. Oh, that's an interesting matchup. I oh. don't think he's going to finish the game for them. Okay. I'm that's my that, prediction. That's a great uh I don't want to say measuring stick cuz they've they've sucked ass lately. They've been horrible, but that now, you know, I mean they are the Lightning. They they're capable of smacking anybody 5 nothing on any given night. I'd love to see how quick stacks up against them. My prediction is bad, but we'll see. It, so I feel bad cuz I love the Kings so much more than most things. And I also am so glad. Like, the the whole thing, the problem with him was that he was just standing in front of, like, every good goalie the Kings had for the past decade. They had Darcy Kemper. They had Ben Bishop. They had, I mean, you could say Martin Jones, Jack Campbell. All these goalies that, I mean, Jack Campbell, not this year, but all these goalies that have the potential to be starters or have been starters elsewhere just didn't get the chance because he had to be the guy whether or not he was good enough to have the job. So, I mean, yeah, they could have just ran it out through the end of the year. But, I mean, I would rather rip the Band-Aid off. Because what, if he decides he doesn't want to retire, they're not – I don't feel like you can at this point, 16 years into his stint in L.A. to, like – yeah. Sign to like let him walk. Yeah. Yeah. So they're I gonna mean, put him on evergreen deals till he decides he wants to retire. But still, you're just gonna have one of your two. You, they're not gonna send him to the rain. It He's does suck. It does suck the way it went down though. How he like just found out like on the plane or like whatever it was. Yeah. It's kind of shitty, but <laughs> yeah, it is. But also. What are you going to do? I mean, Rob Blake's got some balls, dude. I know the Chicklets guys said it on their most recent episode, but you you deal your franchise goalie who has two cups while he's on the plane. Like, I mean, is it scum? To Columbus. To Columbus, where he was basically like, I'm not playing here. Yeah, it was kind of – it reminded me like the Marc-Andre Fleury thing where he was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. And then they kind of like talked him into it or whatever. But There's a lot of parallels here with the quick and flurry situation, they both end up in Vegas. They both played for one franchise for a really long time. They both kind of tailed off at the end of their tenure with their original team. It's, mm-hmm. it's very similar actually. 
it's, it's pretty similar. The only difference is that he's not going to win a Vezina for Vegas next year. <laughs> yeah, or, or I would hope not for your sake, right? But um, God, well, let, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. The uh, thing, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. I was going to say let's talk about the return a little bit because you get okay. Gavrikov and you get Corpusalo, and I, I specifically said to you, I was like, does this really make you that much better? I would rather have Jonathan Quick as a backup, and you were adamant that. Corpus Allo is not worse than Jonathan Quick. Okay. I wrote, I again can't prepare with stats. <laughs> okay. Do you want to guess out of those 75 goalies that have played more than five games? Do you want to guess Corpus Allo's save percentage on the worst team in the league? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One of them. He has not played that many games, right? I would say maybe like 15 or something, if that. Uh, no, he's played more. Corpus uh, right. has played 29 games this season. Really? I thought yeah. Merz Lincolns has been like doing most of them now. And, and I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. I don't have the like out of 75 number, but I can see his save percentage right now. I'm going to guess he's somewhere in like the 20 to 30 range. He's 10th. Holy really? shit. Wow. What? Yeah. yeah. That's I'm insane. Not, look, look, I'm not saying Corpus Allo is the best goalie. No, 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 I get it, I get but it. But that is surprising. He's a lot better than Jonathan Quick. <laughs> yeah, he's got a 9-13 save percentage. He's 12-11-3 and 11 and 3 on the season. I mean, honestly, for being on Columbus. On the Blue Jackets. That's yeah, not that like, bad. That's actually yeah. really good. Like <laughs> On the I Blue Jackets, like, without Wierenski. Like, they also, yeah, like, terrible. I feel like they give up, like, pretty much the the most amount of shots. Like, I or at least they're definitely, like, top five in terms of, like, shots allowed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, wait, I can, I can sort this. Hold on. High danger shots against. He is, uh... let's see. You want to work for uh, Empty Betters Analytics? To yeah. <laughs> so we, oh, we, he, he's, like, in the middle of the pack. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, he, I never was, like, Corpus is awesome. I've never, yeah. like, thought that. But in comparison to Quick, like, full-on upgrade. Like, well, I believe I, he he's getting his first start with the Knights tonight, right? Thursday that we're no, no, he started on Saturday. Oh, he one. did. Okay, how did it go? Uh, it, I, I I was there. It was it was good. I mean, he seemed solid. It was against the Blues, so it doesn't really say much. Yeah. But, right. Uh, tonight he faces the Abs. Yeah. So that'll be an actual test. Uh, mm-hmm. I would assume he's going to do better against the Abs than Quick will do against the Lightning. Um, but I guess we'll have to see. I have the over in that game tonight. Take yeah. do with that what you will. <laughs> but um anyways, so you get Gavrikov too, solid defenseman, son of a bitch to play against. Scored a goal the other night. Scored yeah, a goal yeah. tonight. You know, the Kings, they're currently sitting second in the Pacific, and you're right there with Vegas tied for first. I mean, honestly, you're tied for first in the Western Conference, which I don't want to like I'm not trying to be disrespectful to the Kings, but I don't think anybody saw that coming at the start of the year. So how deep can this team go? I mean, if you're talking number one seed, all of a sudden you're talking about making maybe a cup run. I I mean, again, I'm very, uh, you know, bullish on the Kings and I really like them and they're fun to watch. And I'm also insanely biased. I get it. But like they are really good defensively. Like better than you think for a bunch of guys that I feel like half the league hasn't heard of, doesn't care about. No one's talking about Matt Roy, and he's that dude is good. awesome. 
He's very good. Yeah. Uh, I really Anderson. would like it if the Capitals would put something together for Matt Roy, just saying. But... <laughs> the, I mean, like Mikey Anderson, he got his deal. People are finally talking about how good he is. Yep. But the pair of him and Dowdy is fantastic. Dowdy's been great. Uh, the the bottom, well, Roy's been playing with Gavrikov, and Gavrikov's been solid. I don't, I wasn't like too familiar with him. Um, but he just watching him at the last two games, he's very quick to jump into the rush, which is interesting while also being kind of a shutdown guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. he kind of had to in Columbus. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah, but like no one is breaking up more plays in the neutral zone than Gavrikov. Like he likes to stop it at the line, which is cool. Um, and the bottom pair is where it gets a little sketchy. Um, it's Ben, Dursey, and Edler. Mm-hmm. And it's I, I've got mixed feelings about Sean Dursey. You Caps can have him if they want him. Okay. <laughs> he's he's hurt now, right, though? Or is he like day-to-day with yeah, something? Yeah, he, he took a crazy hit from Oshie in that game. That's yeah, right. What we need is more injured defense then. That's, yeah, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. Guys with head injuries. Um, yeah. Capitals back in. Awesome. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, did, oh, man, there. What game was it? It must have been the St. Louis game on Saturday, but there's yet another brutal turnover that was just immediately it, in a shorthanded goal. Uh, I think he does too much, and I I was kind of hoping, you know, I was on the Chikrin Vimelka bandwagon before yeah. they get the Columbus deal, and obviously Chikrin is better than Gavrikov. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, the deal that they that's going around is like I think Bjornfoot and two firsts what they wanted for Chikrin. Yeah, it's I they should have given him Jersey. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll take Chikrin over that. Yeah, um, but I I don't know. I think back to the original point about playoffs. Like they're very good defensively. Uh, I think I mean they took the Oilers seven games last year. Um, who's who would they be facing if the, the I was just game? about to try and look this so up. should the playoffs start today they would take on Seattle which would be a great great That'd be series. An interesting one mm-hmm. that'd be a really interesting one I and, mean I would think that the Kings at this point have better goaltending than Seattle but okay how about this though if they were to if they were to end up in first above Vegas then Vegas would play Seattle which would also be really fun the two newest uh teams Love in the league that. and then what the Kings would end up playing either Edmonton again or Winnipeg potentially I don't like them against Winnipeg I don't think that would be a good that. matchup I feel like they're very similar teams like like you said you guys are very good defensively the jets are too you know they're big bodies maybe a little bigger than you guys i think you guys got a little more speed and no one talks about this especially with us being east coast guys but la to winnipeg is not a short travel day at yeah. all no that's, that one, that sucks a horrible that trip tough. yeah that is fucked well so it's interesting because the edmonton <laughs> The Edmonton series last year and the Edmonton games that they've played this year have been like nasty. Yeah. Like I think I, I went to the last time they played in LA and there was like three fights. Just yeah, everyone was going at it. Um 
I would probably rather face Edmonton unless you're going to get McDavid being like, I'm scoring five every yeah, It's and like the risk you run, right? Yeah, like, that's... you get the Plus Oilers. They got, be- they, they got better with that, Colm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I That's that's a hard one to pick. I would just not want to go against Hellebuck. Yeah. That's I feel like if I were you out of the three teams we just mentioned, I'd I'd probably want Seattle. Oh, just, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And no disrespect to them, they've been really good. But I they've mean, been good. But I could so see them getting in, winning like one, maybe two, and being like, "Oh my god, what an accomplishment! We yeah. made the playoffs and won a couple games. Good for us." I could totally thanks like, for it's, coming. It's weird. Like you could see them and the Kings, like if they didn't play each other in the first round, beating whoever they were playing in the first mm-hmm. round. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I think the Kings could catch any team. Like you know. I think they got a chance against anyone. I mean, everyone says, yeah, to get into the playoffs, anything could happen. But, like, yeah. they're they're sneaky good. Like, I think the last time we spoke, it was early in the season. It was right? early. Before Christmas, for sure. Yeah, I and I was, like, not sold on Fiala. He's been awesome. He's been mm-hmm. so yeah. good. And he's playing on their third line, or at least has been, like, lately. Um. God, that Pacific division is insane. Any of those four teams could win. Yeah. They all have played, talking about Vegas, LA, Seattle, and Edmonton, all of them have played either 64 or 65 games, and Edmonton has 78 points, Seattle, 80, LA, 82, Vegas, 82. Yeah. That's bonkers. You guys are on a four-game heater right now, too. I mean, the team seems to be gelling all at the same time. And, you know, one guy that I we all know is a superstar. He's been a superstar for, what, like 15 seasons now. But he's having a hell of a season that no one's talking about. Anze Kopitar is like – I mean, he's he's beating father time at the moment. He's so consistent. Yeah. He never stops. I mean, you know what really helps him is – Byfield on that first line. Yeah. That's like, the guy I was going to ask you about. I think I had said that last time too, where I'm like, Byfield seems good. They just don't put him in a position to succeed. And they've just stuck it out with him on the first line. He's not scoring a lot of points, but man, he's, he keeps all of their shifts alive. He's yeah. always like winning board battles. I'm, I'm looking at their uh, standings right now. Their home record is 29 and two. Jesus. That's pretty solid. <laughs> I I didn't even realize that, and I've been at most of those games. Right. So do uh, you get 20... to go to playoff games? Is there like a bid if if uh is like a lottery thing, or do you just how does that work for being a season ticket holder? Uh, I you you're automatically you get them. It's like I think the first round is like the same price as your regular seats, and then right. it pops up for each round. But yeah, you get priority. So they'll basically send an email that's like, hey, if you want tickets, just click or like you already get them by default yeah. if you don't want them you can opt out right um, that's, that's nice how do you they, feel about yeah. phoenix copley being your starting goaltender come uh come playoff time been good he's been good i don't feel great about it <laughs> you're talking about stanley cup champion phoenix that's copley? true dude so true dude has his name on the it. cup yeah oh um is he that. the starter like i, I we haven't seen enough of corpus Allo. But like, Cal Peterson's totally out of the picture, right? Like, just in. Oh, he's yeah. He's dead <laughs> I think he's um, dead to the team too. He's not even yeah, on the uh, yeah. IR here. Yeah, I mean, there. 
I don't think, especially with how Copley's played. Oh, I actually saw something today. His numbers in the AHL are not even good. No. Like it's not like he's going down no, there smoking teams and proving yeah. himself. Like, no, yeah. he's been average. Yeah. He's got like a 900 save percentage. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, we have a couple weeks to like run out the season and see how it looks. But, yeah. I mean, who would start for the Kings in the uh, in the playoffs? I think you'll definitely see them both at some point. Yeah, yeah. but like, no one does that. I mean, if you if you look at the Wild last year, they tried to do, mm-hmm. or uh, I can't remember who's it was. Flurry yeah, it was Flurry and, and Talbot, I think, right? Yeah. Or yeah, Dallas did it a bit the year they went to the final against Tampa, but With they Dobin and yeah, Pittsburgh's and done it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, been it, it's become more common recently but it hasn't really worked for anyone yeah and i mean i i would have to think like on paper based on stats i feel like corpus Allo should be your starter they haven't seen him enough with the team uh to like make that call but i would like to think that he'll probably start half or more of the games down the stretch especially if they like are firmly in a playoff spot because mm-hmm. i Copley's been great. It's a good story. Yeah. He's not as good as he's been playing. Like, I, I think yeah. he's punching above his weight. Yeah, and for sure. Hey, uh, I'll take it. I'm yeah. not mad at that. But <laughs> another insane thing, just looking at the standings page, this is how bad the Kings goaltending was. <laughs> they are tied with Vegas in points, second in the conference, right? Only a plus five goal differential. Oh, yeah. Wow. I saw. I- I saw yeah, that. actually, that's holy. Vegas crap. is plus twenty five. Seattle's plus twenty three. Edmonton plus thirty three. Uh, I just want to take the time because I was going to say this on the sh- like show, like not in your interview, but speaking of differential, the Bruins are plus one hundred and five. Yeah, that's insane. So that is absurd. That, also, one hundred more than the Kings. Yeah. While we're uh, while we're talking about this, there's actually only one team right now that's currently in a playoff spot that has a worse differential than the kings guess who it is gotta be pit right the pittsburgh penguins have a plus three yeah 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 that's what happens when you're in playoff spots though you know um oh yeah anyways uh one thing i did want to touch on uh you mentioned earlier about corpus being on the jackets they've allowed the second most shots per game in the nhl the kings allow the sixth least amount of shots on average in a game yeah, I mean, speaking of goal differentials, Columbus is negative 72. Yeah. Oh, they're negative. Wait, is that the worst in the league? Yeah, that is the worst in the league. Negative 72 and Corpus Allo is still. No, it's not. Anaheim, negative 100. <laughs> oh, shit. That dude. one's that one. Yeah. Negative 100. <laughs> so, all in all, I think what the listeners who are trying to learn a little bit about the Kings want to know is they're tied for first in the conference. They just got upgraded at goalie and defense. They're already good defensively. What if you had to give like a percent chance of them reaching the cup finals, what would you give it? Man. Uh it's it's hard to put a percentage. I think I think it's definitely higher than most people expect. Yeah, I agree. I don't with that. think there's any like aside from Colorado, there's not really any team that scares me in a seven even series. Colorado everyone's so big on them just because they won the cup 
They don't have the goalie that they had last year, and they don't have Landis Cog, right? Like, aren't they'll they? Have, have he, he's gonna. He's probably gonna come back, but it'll be late. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I, the the I, I, I they don't scare me personally. I. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I I don't want to face them, but I think yeah, there's no reason to think that the Kings couldn't beat them if yeah. you stick. Agree with that. Audi and Anderson on the McKinnon line. Yeah. Yep. Probably fine. Dallas, I wouldn't want to face Dallas just because of Ottinger. Yeah, that one's I a little sketchy. You, you just never know what you're going to get with them. That too. team is so hard to predict. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there's there isn't really a. Uh, and I mean, well, same as the Ottinger thing goes for Hellebuck, but there isn't really a team in the West that I would be scared of in a series, I guess. So that said, if Corpus Allo is playing well, if they can figure out their bottom pair. And the the other thing is, like, Trevor Moore's been injured for a while. Yeah. Kaliev was injured for a while, and he's, like, very good on the power play for them. Um. If they can get everyone back and like settled in, and they don't get any major injuries or anything, I I mean again very biased, <laughs> but I would pick them against pretty much any team in, in the think, West. I think they'd have great odds too. I mean, yeah. I, I I think you're going to see them go into some playoff series that close to even money, when maybe they should be like minus one forty, one fifty favorites, just because yeah. I feel like Vegas doesn't pay attention to them. No, it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they they've been they've been really fun to watch too. Like I I know it's late for people on the East Coast, and it's I don't know. They're I really like watching that team, especially like Byfield. If you just watch him isolated on any shifts, or I mean, the fact that Fiala's been on a line with I think he's been with Lazat and I forget who the other wingers been mostly. Um, but at maybe Grundstrom, like just mm-hmm. true, like bottom eight guys. Yeah. Um, Lazat is so good. Like he is a motor on that line, and he's a tiny guy. Um, it's a water. Every bottom. every line is fun to watch. I mean, I I haven't seen much of McEwen yet. Don't know what that's gonna look like, but uh, I don't think it hurts to get Brennan Lemieux off the team. Agree. No, I, I like that move a lot. McEwen can play. What is your guys' thoughts on McEwen? He he can play, man. And like, you know, I he's I don't think he's gonna be costing you in the box as much as Lemieux, which is really the the key here. I mean, yeah. that's <laughs> the thing is, I I will say I was never uh <clears throat> I was never that much of a Lemieux hater. Like he's yeah, I get it. He's a fourth line guy, he's a prick. Cool. He <laughs> I he bit a guy, that was cool. <laughs> um he bit a guy. But like strong skater he he was good on the penalty kill he would like get breakaways um you know i don't i don't i never was like that down on him it's kind of a whatever trade to me i mean they just traded him for another prick who's two inches taller (laughs) sure um but yeah man i I think every line has something to offer and is fun to watch kempe's been insane he's yeah so good yeah (laughs) i think i saw today on nhl network before we hopped on he's the first king since like i want to say they had gretzky on there but he like he has like 19 goals in his last like 28 games or something and it's like the highest goals per game in a 
whatever made up stat stretch since Wayne Gretzky in 91 or whatever. And I was like, Oh, okay. That's Crazy. pretty good. He's, he's been on fire. I mean, if he comes up the wing with any space, it's going in. Like he is such a good shot that yeah. I think should probably be talked about the same way people freak out about Matthews or Kyle Connor or any of those. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he rules. And I, I mean, what is he at? 32, 33 goals now. Something yeah. He's, like he's having a season. Uh, my final question to you, uh, if the Kings come out in round one with the Chrome Domes on their head, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm pro Chrome Dome. Okay. I, I, I like them. Okay. I like those jerseys. I they got to bring that logo back full time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We, we talked about this briefly last time, but the yeah. logo is so ass. It's so bad. I hate it. I hate the shield. I just – everyone wants it. I mean, it's like what the Ducks are doing with the Wild Wing thing. For a while, they couldn't use it because it was like a rights – situation yeah. i think now they just do it on the alternate jersey like everyone wants that yeah just give them what they want there's yep. a lot of teams in the nhl right now that are like teasing their fan bases with a way better alternate cough cough caps with the uh screaming eagle <clears throat> and it's like yeah just get rid of the fucking main jersey like this seems like it should be an obvious choice by now but what's your favorite caps jersey Definitely the Screaming Eagle. I think I'm the, a sucker for the the black one with the Capitol, the Capitol. Dome. On I it. like that yeah. one too. I like that one too. But no, if it were my choice, I would want us to go like away jersey is the white with the Screaming Eagle. Yeah. Um, home is either the black or the red. If they if they're married, I'd rather the black. But if they're married to keeping the red, I'm okay with that. If it's the Screaming Eagle. And then, like, pick an alternate that's either the black or the blue or something like that. Yeah, I think, I think that'd be gas. I, I anything I, but the word mark. The word mark is so word fucking mark yeah, so like 2011. It, I, I've said this for the longest time. It looks like a long sleeve shirt. It yeah. doesn't. Oh look, it doesn't God. look like a jersey. It looks like yeah. a long sleeve shirt. Oh, man. It does. Wow. It's too funny. I, I will say because I I don't think I talked to you much about the Caps game, Mac, but. We did get to see the Ovechkin goal. That's awesome. Right. right. It was great. There, there yeah. was a, someone put together a reel. There's one power play. I mean, they're circling in their own defensive zone. He's literally sitting on the opposite blue line. It looks yeah. like he was sitting on the bench, just waiting yeah, for just, him to go. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then he took four one timers. Yeah, in a <laughs> row. Shift. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, they just, just kept added, loading it up. Loading dude, the it up, average loading speed it on it was like 92 miles an hour. Yeah. He's just cranking them and finally scored on the fourth one. Yeah, I would I, love I to just like, just like, all right, man. Yeah, I would, sure. All right, I would love bro. to be like a fly on the goalpost, like on the crossbar for that situation. And just like, if you're the goalie and it's the third one that goes by yeah. you or like, or like you like steer away or whatever, you're like, dude, like, come on. You, like, you yeah. cannot even be mad. I mean, the, Again, like there were a lot of Caps fans in the building. Yeah, everyone cheered. Everyone's like, "Yeah, he did the thing." Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, he did the thing. Everyone where he shoots wanted his to court. see it. I yeah. know it's funny. I same thing when I was in. I mean, it was a little different because it was a mile marker. But I, when I was in Chicago and saw him, uh, saw him. Was that the hat trick game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, but even still, like everyone, like all Blackhawks fans, and even more so then, because right, they've got nothing to fucking root for anyway. So, but like everyone was like, "Cool, I hope." Like after he had two, everyone was like, "Oh, I, I better, I better see this." Like that would yeah, suck if I yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, it was it was great. I, I mean, I don't know, man. What, what do you think about the Caps now? Sorry, now I'm interviewing you. 
They're they're toast. I, I think I think <laughs> as close as that East race was for a week or so there, it looks like it's pretty much kind of done already. Like I think the Penguins and the Islanders. I mean, the only thing that is a little interesting is the Caps do play the Islanders like I think like three more times yep. or something like that. So I mean, there's that I guess, but I don't. I, barring any sort of like what we've got 17 or 18 games left at this point, something like that. I think they would literally have to win like minimum, like 14 of those to, to even like make it. They're tied in points with Ottawa and Buffalo with yeah. less games played. Yeah. yeah. The, the problem is the games played situation. I mean, we are kind of right there, but we've just, for some reason played way more games than like everybody around there, except the Islanders, which again, that's the one like kind of weird thing still where I'm like, I mean, I guess if we won all three games against the Islanders and all of those other teams like Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit just kind of like petered out. Uh, That's the problem, though, is I feel like Buffalo and Ottawa aren't. I feel like they're trending up right now. They're just going to continue. And the other thing is there's there's shit like tonight where the Penguins play the Islanders. There's a bunch of games like that left where it's like you're you're getting fucked one way or another, right? Like And and knowing like our luck, that game tonight between the Penguins and the Islanders is going to go to overtime too, right? So How how blackout drunk was the NHL when they wrote the schedule for this year. It's like they literally forgot to put like all the (laughs) divisional matchups until the last two weeks of the regular season. Yeah, they were they were on one for sure. Yeah. Like more so than normal. It's usually kind of shitty, but like yeah, it was bad. It's it's been weird because like there are also certain I think it was the Ducks mate. I don't think the Kings and Ducks play again. They had like three games in between like October and December or something like that. And it's like, all right, well, yeah, I, see you next year, I guess. And it's a weird one. Ottawa Dallas, and Detroit but... the other night, they played two in a row. I get like having a home and home. Sometimes yeah. they do that, but it was like some peewee hockey shit. They played two games in Ottawa over a weekend, like, oh, like a Friday and Saturday night in Ottawa, both game. Like, what the fuck? Who it sucks? The wings had to spend when, a weekend in Ottawa. But literally, I'm like, when yeah. has that ever happened? Even if you're a fan, you're like, oh, I'm going Friday and Saturday night. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's Detroit both times. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I I last night it was like I had to leave my house at a certain time and I just had, you know, the ESPN app. And I was like, am I? sick in the head enough to watch the end of this odd or uh, Chicago Detroit game. <laughs> and I did and it was sure actually should. good. But yeah. Who who's on it's the a rivalry. There's nobody who, on the Blackhawks. I don't nobody. know anyone. It's like Seth Jones. I know everyone. I can yeah. tell you that Alex Stalock was playing goalie for them because I made a Hail Mary bill uh Hail Mary <laughs> push to try and get some points in fantasy and he got me a whopping 1.2 points and uh yeah, wow. thanks a lot for your service, Alex. <clears throat> yeah, Blackhawks are that that roster is hilarious. They have Athanasio; he's their star, I guess. Or they yeah. got they got Seth Jones. Oh yeah. my god! Yikes! When healthy. Well, I I think when uh, round one comes around and we're bumping up to twice a week and we got the Kings in full swing, that would be a great time to get you back on. We can get yeah, some live definitely. reactions of things, even and... just for a ten or fifteen minute segment or something. <clears throat> but yeah. yeah. Dude, anytime. I will talk about the Kings as long as someone will let me. <laughs> well, we'll definitely let you. But we uh, we appreciate it. Good luck the rest of the season. Um, I you. will say I got a soft spot for the Kings. I would pull for them out. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, I'll root for them. I, I just want people to watch their games. Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, no one cares. They like, yeah. I would, I, I, I would give them the fun hockey team stamp. I think they qualify yeah. for that. Yeah. 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 Well, they were fun for the first half of the year because you're like, they're gonna give up eight goals every night. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, they're they're fun. I, I hope people continue to watch them and I God, I hope they get Seattle in the first round. Yeah. That would yeah, be, be sick. I'll be watching tonight against Colorado rooting for goals. So yeah. Right. We appreciate it. Thank you for the time. And uh we'll be in touch as the playoffs get rolling. Sounds good. Thank you guys. No problem. Big thanks to Morgan for coming on the show. Obviously, it's nice having some uh, West Coast coverage. That's way past our bedtimes to uh, be watching those. So it's nice to have him on again, and hopefully he'll be on uh, for a deep playoff run from the LA Kings. Yeah, um, I think that's one team that I think everyone on this pod would be pulling for now. Oh, yeah, especially now that we like you know know Morgan better and stuff, I would definitely be pulling for them. Harry, yeah, I got, I got you, nothing um, against rooting for the Kings. Harry, would you root for them over Vegas, or would you take Vegas over the Kings? Uh, no, I'd, I'd probably go L.A. at this point. Probably go L.A. at this point. I'm kind of fucking done with Vegas. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. There we I go. Come there to we the go. dark side. It's not that I hate them. I'm just, like, indifferent now. It's so. not fun anymore. No. They're not a fun hockey team. No, they're not. Yeah, so um let's move on to the discussion portion of the of the episode but before we do i think nick has a word from our sponsor kane footwear that's right if you're like me and stayed up to watch the washington capitals play in la against morgan's team the other night then you definitely need to rest and recover and what better way to do that than with kane footwear i wore my cane revives the other day for a nice little three and a half mile dip i did around my neighborhood and the one next to it it was awesome. I had a couple people stop me, ask me what the shoes were, where I got them. It was super easy to explain that the Cane Revive is made with sugar cane foam bounce back technology to help your knees, your back, your entire body recover in the way that it is supposed to. Big announcement from Cane Footwear. They have Cane Kids Revive now. Those are going to be dropping any day now. Head to the link in our bio today to get a pair of the most comfortable shoes you or now your kids will ever own. Yeah, absolutely. Great kids gift. Also great for, uh, you know, if you guys are at the pool during the summer, that's an yep. excellent substitute for sandals, I would say. So Yeah, if you're like an outdoorsy person, mm-hmm. like whether that's like, I don't know, yard work, you know, anything really, these shoes are great because you can just, you can kind of beat the crap out of them and then hose them off and they're good to like good as new. Absolutely. All right. We'll hammer through the uh, discussion. Some Speaking of beating tidbits. the crap out of things. Oh, yeah. Uh, the the Lightning, they're getting the shit kicked out of them. So they have lost five of their last six, and they've won just three of their last ten. They recently beat the Flyers, but they had an embarrassing loss to the Hurricanes over the weekend, six to nothing, and a big-time loss to the Sabres, five to three before that. Uh, Kucherov, Point, and Stamkos were benched in the third period last week against Buffalo by John Cooper, who, quote, thought they were not giving us the best chance to win that night. Um, so he benched his two Rocket Richard, his MVP, team. playoff, whatever. Like, those guys got every trophy in the case right now. So uh, what are your guys' thoughts on Tampa right now? It's not perfect like it used to be. And I kind of don't hate that. <laughs> so, sorry. I don't really know what to think. I mean, this 
we touched on a little bit earlier talking about the, the Bruins and when's the right time to peak and, and when isn't, I mean, they're, they're going to make the playoffs regardless. So it's like, it kind of doesn't matter that much. I feel like all, all they have to lose here is home ice advantage basically. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're always going to be dangerous. I think the thing that we always have to remember is, is that statistically this is probably the most successful club we've seen since the Gretzky Oilers or the Mike Bossy eighties, New York Islanders for going to four finals in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Vasilevsky not been great this year, which like he's not been perfect this year, which I feel like has kind of hurt him in the past because he was so good during the regular season that he would run out of gas down the stretch. Now they did go on to win two cups so what am i even saying but uh in years prior to the cup win i mean is this just them as a unit running out of gas maybe like uh, or are they bored i can't i tell. mean this team basically has guys in that locker room that are like in... fuck me yeah. like let's just get to the toronto and i want this. some golf like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, well, I mean, it, it, they're gonna play the Maple Leaf, so it's you know not the like, you it, know the family members are like, that's yeah. great that you guys won two cups, but, uh, <laughs> but like, could you come home at some point? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to Turks and Caicos right, this summer yeah. or what? Yeah. John Carlson. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a weird thing with the Lightning right now. I can't really figure that team out. I still think Toronto beats them in a series. I know we talked about that on the Melissa episode, but we'll see. It's uh, to be determined. If um, these guys win one playoff series, though, I'm like totally buying back in. Oh, because, they're going to go to the cup. Yeah. yeah. The, if they get by Toronto, I. Because I, especially I mean, like with the impact that Janot has kind of made already and making us look so stupid. I know. Yet again. I'm starting to realize why they gave up what they did for that. that. Dude's it's an just like animal. a perfect. Yeah. And perfect that guy, fit. they need someone on that team who is like, I desperately need to win a Stanley cup because the rest of them are kind of like, we just said like, yeah, I'd win another one. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know where I would put the ring for this one is like right. what they're thinking about. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got this guy flying around the ice, just like knocking into people being like, I need a, I need a Stanley cup. Give it to me. Yeah. It's Tanner, you know, in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's a hard team to figure out. They've been a great team to bet the over on though. I will tell you that they have uh, the Rangers, another Eastern conference contender. They've lost three straight and they have not looked good since the Patrick Kane trade. Uh, it is worth noting, I believe he just scored his first goal as a Ranger in Montreal against the Habs. I can confirm that is true. Yes, nice. he did. So he finally got on the board before that goal. Uh, he had zero points and was a minus four in his first two games against the or with the Rangers. They got absolutely whacked against the Bruins, who they're probably going to have to beat to go to the Cup should they do so. Um, at TD Garden over the weekend, they lost four two, but the game was just completely out of reach. What are your guys' thoughts on the Rangers? I mean, now they've lost three straight. They're tied with Montreal right now, three to three. I don't know if it's like panic time by any means. I mean, it's the NHL. Anyone can beat anyone any given night, but at the end of the day, these are still regulation regular season games to me. If they get like speed bagged by, I don't know, Carolina in game one or game two of a seven game series, then I think that's something a lot bigger to draw panic than listen. You know. 
don't look now, but the Rangers are not that far ahead of the Islanders or the Penguins. They're by no means invincible. That's six, definitely true. Six points, I believe, right? And and I'm looking ahead at their schedule. They're playing Montreal as we're recording. Coming up, ready for this? Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Washington, oh my God. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> like the, they have three games against the Penguins next week. They, yeah, they play them Sunday, sucks. Thursday, and Saturday. You know that week. they're going to kill the Panthers. Could in all you three. imagine if, but they what if they don't the playoffs after like they're not going to miss the play- there's there I bet me. my life <laughs> give it to me please this is collusion no, it's not going to happen but it's not collusion it's not collusion it's just it's <laughs> wishful thinking yes it's wishful thinking but I I will say that's can't miss hockey all next week those three Rangers yeah, Penguins games I, I, that my is, phone's that, um, gonna, my phone's holy be- shit blowing up from mark the entire time and after that i mean they the next week they play carolina twice florida once they've still got another game with buffalo after the one this saturday they've got a lot of tough games left a lot of tough games speaking of games that were good i caught a little bit of that um buffalo islanders game from the other night that islanders arena is just electric oh Mm -hmm. my god yeah it's great playoff hockey in long island on long island is uh, there you go Always a great time on the island. Uh, Last discussion point. Uh, Kevin Weeks tweeted an image that teased that two new NHL expansion franchises could potentially be headed to Atlanta and Houston down the road. Um, If I'll just ask you guys this, what's one city that you think would be a really good NHL market? Well, apparently the Atlanta one's got like another ownership group that is ready to make this happen, which would make them, like they're already the only season city to have and lose two different franchises. Yeah, which to me is like there's no way they're going back there, right? Like, but uh, like if you think about know. like how big of a sports town that is, and like the I infrastructure mean, sure, that but they already have in place already, how the like that's I a major know. that's a major city though. It too. is. I mean, I feel like any city other, I mean Houston too, I guess. But shit, I don't know. What's it? Do you guys have like one city in mind, Mac? I'm kind of looking at you that you think could host I mean, an NHL team. You know my answer. I I talked about it a little bit on Twitter if you follow me this week, but um yeah, I mean Harrison teed me up for this one. Milwaukee I'm biased, obviously lived here for 6 years, but it's you know, for a long time I I really didn't believe that it would be the right fit for a number of reasons, um partially because the Blackhawks are so close. I mean, it's literally like a lot of people don't realize Chicago is like like 55 miles or something like that for Milwaukee, like depending Mm on where exactly you're leaving from and going to, but like, yeah, it's like roughly 60 miles. And, uh, you know, for a long time, I thought Chicago wouldn't, you know, they'd lobby against it or whatever because they didn't want to lose. There's a lot of people who live in Wisconsin that are Blackhawks fans. Yeah. You'd lose Um, a little bit on the overlap. Sure. But, you know, you think about Cubs and the Brewers, you know, I know that's a whole different thing, but like, you know how much money both of those teams probably make off of that rivalry alone? Like it's so much that like, this might blow some of your minds. I go to a Brewers game when they're playing the Cubs, they're selling Cubs merch. Oh yeah. Like they, like they have Cubs merch at the Brewers game, like, because they know because not many people like, yeah. So I think that there's money to be made there. And I think like the Blackhawks aren't stupid and they're probably like, this would help us more than it would hurt us. 
the the instant rivalry that would occur there. Another two things that I will cite as to why Milwaukee could have and support an NHL team. Number one, Pfizer Forum is a state-of-the-art facility. That is a state-of-the-art facility. It's a brand-new arena where the Bucks and Marquette basketball play at. It's in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. It's, like, right there. There's a whole, like, bar district. What they've done with Deer District with, like, how they like host like Milwaukee Bucks playoff games where it's like if you're not inside with a ticket, there's hundreds and eventually once you get into the later rounds, thousands of people out there just watching on a big screen, drinking beers. There's bars all over that are serving people. Like it, re- it kind of reminds me of like outside of like Tampa. Yeah, and and you know what? Milwaukee was like the first to do it to my to my knowledge. They created this whole like entertainment district concept where it's like guess what? You can create this atmosphere outside of your arena. And so many arenas are following suit. And I'll tell you what, when the bucks won the fucking NBA championship a couple of years ago, this city proved to me that it doesn't matter what sport. There's a fuckload of people here that will get up for a good sports team. It's an excuse to drink, man. Literally. It's the biggest drink. It's the drinking capital of America. If you're selling beer and there's something to watch, Especially like, come on, hockey. People would eat that shit up here. Yeah, I mean, um, plus you already have an existing. It's not like you're going into Vegas. Um, yeah, and even similar to Seattle, it's not where you uncharted had, like, territory. The, yeah, you People have the Thunderbirds. You guys the have Brewers the and the Bucks. Like, well, and and just I'm talking about the sports fan, the the pro True. sports fan bases that are already here and vibrant, like. People love those two sports teams, the Brewers and the Bucks. Yeah, and so I think that that helps. And the last thing I'll say is they hosted that you know NHL preseason game beginning of this year against the Blackhawks. It sold out in like 15 minutes or something like that. I mean, sure, part of that is a testament to what I said earlier, where there's a lot of Blackhawks fans that live in Wisconsin, but I think a lot of it is also just like. People like hockey here. People wanted to go see it. And people, like we said, they want to drink. They want to go to the hottest event in town. And if that's a hockey game, they'll be there. Yeah. I think Milwaukee would be a great city for an NHL team. I know we talked about Kansas City. I think that was one or two episodes ago. Um, That's a great sports town. Atlanta is tempting just because of how big of a city that is. Like, I mean, just going to that airport a thousand times i mean that thing is a beast it's probably my least favorite airport to go to in the country i the question here harry getting back to your original one with like what other city would you be looking at is always going to be quebec like why isn't quebec at the top of this list and i think if anything i'm wondering if people like don't want to take away from habs fans as to why that that hasn't happened already that or it's got it's coming down to money well i read that it's so i i'm gonna fuck this up i didn't really read the whole thing too in depth but it's a lot harder for them to profit off of the canadian market teams for political money all that shit reasons broadcast rights the canadian dollar whatever yeah like there's just a whole bunch of issues that come with that versus an american market i i don't know I'm biased. I love this city to death. It's probably my favorite city in the United States. Um, and there's a surrounding city that I think could this could like work. I'd go different. I'd go Austin, Texas. That would be sick. They got the Texas Stars. 
San Antonio's an hour away. They have the Spurs, right? And that's the only thing they have. Do that same thing with Austin and make it an NHL team. And it's a booming city. I mean, everybody's moving there, right? So I, again, I'm biased. That would be sick, though. I mean, and you I got feel like our team right there. The Austin, Houston, Oklahoma City thing. I think that could work out really, really well. I know for a while the Oilers AHL team was in Oklahoma City, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I, I think that could work out great. You would just be obviously chopping up the the Dallas Stars market, but yeah, it's like a it's like three hours away. Not too. And but isn't have... that Dallas market already like not amazing? Great. Yeah, probably not. I think the stars market like in Dallas is good, but that state is so huge. Like you could drive five hours and, and still be there. Yeah. Yeah. And also I believe uh, Austin Austin has a uh, soccer team, don't they? MLS. Um, Is that where they are? I know. I Houston has one, right? The Dynamo. I'm pretty sure Austin, Austin FC, I think I I could be wrong. Anyways, that was just a little fun segment. Um, We'll move on real quick. And Houston Arrows would be a sick NHL team, though. That would be, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Um, the gambling segment. This one is presented by Sharp Rank. I think Mac has a word from our friends at Sharp Rank. Yeah, if you're like us and uh, you like sports gambling, then uh, you should download Sharp Rank on Android and iPhone. It's a cool app where you get to make picks and um, see if your predictions turn true at the end of the night. They've got all major sports on there. They got some college sports on there too. And uh, you know, it's just a good way to log your picks, keep yourself honest, post it if you want to, and show everybody whether you're right or wrong. Um, and you can compete against your friends too. You know, there's uh there's leagues you can create on there. Really fun app, really cool, uh cool thing they're doing over at Sharp Rank in terms of uh what's uh what's new and fun in the world of sports gambling. Yeah, so we'll make this quick. We already talked about Max Domi earlier. His shot on goal props are great. Tim Stutzler on the Senators. You can usually find his line at two and a half shots on goal. He's hit that in nine of his last ten. Uh, the Edmonton Oilers, they've been the best team to bet the over on all season long, but especially here lately. Uh, they've hit over six and a half in eight of their last ten, which is the best right now as of recent. Um, Dawson Mercer, I think... I've had a Twitter thread going on our EB page for like two weeks now. Like did Dawson Mercer score? Yes. And then I do it again. The next day they play, he scored against the caps as we were recording this. He's scored in what? Nine of his last 11 games. McKinnon scored of eight in his last 10. So those two guys are the hottest goal scorers in the NHL in their last 10 games. So keep an eye on it. Nate dog and Dawson. Mercer. And then the last little tidbit, Anaheim. If they're playing, you hammer the shot on goal props for whoever the star player is playing against them because they give up 38 shots a game, which is just outlandish. Um, all right, a little bit of injury news. Toronto, Ryan O'Reilly, he'll be out, out at least a few weeks with a broken finger. Um, Nick mentioned this earlier. Taylor Hall is on Boston's LTIR for right now, and then this one just came over today. Kirill Kaprizov will miss three to four weeks with a lower injury for the Wild. Oof. That one hurts. Yeah, this is a team um you know, you're looking at the standings, they're second in that in that central race with Dallas. That's a team that could very much win the central division, which I can't believe I'm saying. Makes no sense. At this point in the year, but that's your team right there, guys. Sorry. It it and, really is. 
him, Zook, and Boldy, I feel yeah. like, do everything and nobody else does shit. Yeah, hang in there, Terry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, roster moves. Uh, Devils GM Tom Fitzgerald confirmed that Luke Hughes will join their roster when uh, Wumbo season ends. <laughs> <laughs> uh well wombo is the w but you flip yeah. it's the m or do you M- call them wombo or that's Mumbo. wisconsin mambo yeah. sorry yeah. mambo yeah. is uh wisconsin my bad yeah. right which by the way wisconsin get fucked you lost in basketball and you're probably not even gonna be in the uh ncaa tournament love so. it love yeah. it yeah um and before we'll actually talk about college basketball here in a second but the caps made two moves they extended nick jensen three years four million per and nicholas albay kubel for one year, 1.2 mil per. Assuming you guys like those. Yeah, both. I, sure. I think th- this tells you two things about what the Caps full-time roster is going to look like next season. So I would expect <clears throat> uh, Nico Bakubel to be a full-time third or fourth liner. And yep. Jensen is probably a first or second pairing defenseman. He's definitely top four D-band now. Yeah. Um, I like both of these, honestly, a lot. And I think... Like Nick said, it tells you, look out this offseason. GMBM is hungry. It's literally Carlson, Jensen, and did you see? Else. Did you see the thing he said recently about um how they're like in strong pursuit of a top six winger this offseason? Mm-hmm. That 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 tickled my uh, armpit hairs. Yeah, it just made me go, oh, here we go again. Like, yep, I'm ready to get hurt. Yeah. Do it <laughs> literally, literally, I was like, I can't wait to get somebody that I'm like so excited about initially. And then they're going to like get their ACL torn in Not the first around. month of the yeah. season. Yeah. RIP yep. Caps legend. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, fun. All righty. That about wraps it up for this episode. Long one. Appreciate you if you're still here sticking around. Um, do want to mention this. So we'll be recording next on Tuesday evening, releasing that Wednesday, March 15th. Um, on that episode, we will be joined by two of our friends, one of which who's been on the show, I think once before for March Madness and one who has not, um, we'll have Garrett Szymanski and Corey Goldstein, two guys who are friends of uh nick and mine and i guess max too in some degree or form yeah um (laughs) they are college basketball freaks uh they live it they breathe it this is what they live for is march so og empty betters listeners too like these guys were very much in the inner circle yeah so we'll have them on the show tuesday night um they're gonna give some march madness picks previews thoughts comments concerns we'll give that a little 10 minute segment on the next episode Um, But until then, we appreciate you all listening. Uh, Thank you, Morgan, once again for joining us. If you guys don't have anything else, we'll wrap up. You good? Yeah, I think I'm good. Sounds good. Thank you, everybody, for the love and support, as always. And without further ado, class dismissed.